You are listening to Stitchwish Radio, a podcast for crafting your own magic and threads. I'm your host, textile artist, author, and teacher, Christy Johnson. Hey there, and welcome back to Stitchwish Radio. So this week, I want to talk about one of my favorite topics, making talisman, and what a talisman is, how we can use them. So if you have been following my work, you might know that I recently wrote a book called Mystical Stitches, which is all about embroidery for personal empowerment and magical embellishment. So it's all about creating these talismans for ourselves, so that we can use them in our lives. We can use these stitches in our lives to help remind us what our intentions are and to help kind of carry us through on our daily basis with beautiful imagery that supports these intentions. I thought it'd be nice to talk about this also during the summer solstice because it's a time of year where it's like the longest days, where we've got the most sun, where we're immersed in this brightness. And it's a wonderful time to be setting intentions for you know this beautiful new season ahead of us as we start to grow new plants and you know get ready for just a really beautiful summer. So let's start off by talking about what makes something a talisman? So I want to go ahead and differentiate from my understanding what I understand to be the difference between a talisman and an amulet, because I think sometimes those words are used interchangeably and they're not necessarily the same thing. So from what I understand, and you may have read something different, but amulets are natural objects that are already infused with the energy of whatever, uh, whatever natural object it is, while a talisman is something that we infuse with, uh, with our desired energy for this piece. So this is shown pretty clearly in, if we look at the origin of the word talisman. The word talisman comes from the Greek word telesma, which means to make sacred or to consecrate. So basically, we make something a talisman by deciding that it is so. So we're taking our own personal power And we can also call upon any other um, powers that we desire to be included with this talisman. We can include natural objects for their, you know, amulet powers. We can call upon different deities or different cosmic forces to become an influence on this talisman. But really, the way that I see talismans working is they are a way that we are able to speak to our subconscious mind. So the subconscious mind is a sort of concept developed by, or I would say a concept maybe discovered or shed light upon by Carl Jung, who noticed that we have sort of our conscious mind, which is what we do on, you know, we're making decisions, it's our intellect, it's our, what we're aware of our thoughts, you know, the thoughts that we're aware of are our conscious mind. And then our subconscious mind, which sometimes is called the unconscious, but I like to kind of distinguish between unconscious as in, you know, not (laughs) non-responsive. So we're going to call it the subconscious. Our subconscious mind is this sort of, you know, this underlying area. This is the world where dreams come from. This is the world where our emotions brew. This is kind of the, like, I, I see the subconscious mind as the area where we can't, we can't think about it rationally. We can't pinpoint it rationally. So if we're having an experience where we're like, wow, I am having a reaction to something, whether really positive or mediocre or negative, and I can't quite figure out why I am reacting this way. And I, I'm pretty sure that that is our subconscious mind. We are having a response in our subconscious mind and our rational minds trying to, you know, trying to rein it in and figure out what's going on. 
But anyways, not to get too caught up in in psychological theory, but the way that I see talisman working, especially when we're working with talisman that are image based. So, for example, my book, Mystical Stitches, there's an entire section on there's a whole treasury of symbols, um, images that have been used throughout history by many different cultures. Um, And by using these images, we are speaking directly to our subconscious mind. Our subconscious mind speaks in images. Think about like our dreams, like trying to translate a dream into reality. It just doesn't make any sense because it's not the language that rational, you know, intellect point is not the language that our subconscious minds are speaking. So by, by creating a talisman, we are bringing together these images, we are infusing it with our intention, and then when we see these images in our daily experience, we are brought back to our intention. We are reminded of this intention, and we are allowing ourselves to step into that intention. So last week's conversation with Zach Foster, we kind of touched upon this as he was talking about how he uses talisman, his talisman tiny quilts, as an anchor in a physical space. So by having a talisman, let's say, at a door um, or you know, at an entrance to a place, when we enter that physical space, we are we kind of tap into that talisman just by just by seeing it, it, it taps into that part of our brain that says, okay, this is my intention going into this space. Now there are other ways you can work with a talisman as well. I Personally, I love working with talisman as a storytelling device. So by using the talisman as a way to describe a desired future, I am not only do I have a visual image that's anchoring me in this desired future, I also am able to get really, really clear on what that desired future looks like. So by spending the time and focusing on, okay, what images am I going to use? Why am I using these images? What What way am I going to compose them? How am I arranging these images to support this intention? By using it as a storytelling device, by using it to describe my desired future, I'm able to, by by getting that clarity on it, I'm able to recognize it when I see it, really. So when I have opportunities that come into my life that, you know, do or don't support my intentions, I can see kind of, do they fit in this imagery that I've created? Like, does does this support this imagery that I've created? Now, sometimes the imagery is kind of abstract. If it's, you know, a lot of the times I like to use different plants um, based on whatever their growing cycle is or whatever their, yeah, whatever their growth habit or, you know, desired place to grow is. Um, so sometimes the, you know, the concepts are a little bit abstract, but I still think it, it can be really powerful as a way of really anchoring our intention. Another fun way to use talismans is as a channel for other energies to come through. And this, again, I feel like the plants um, really apply to this. It is, sorry, it is like, you know, summer solstice time. The plants are blooming here. I am obsessed with the natural world at this time of year after six months of snow I just I cannot talk about plants enough <laughs> so I'll probably be, be mentioning them a little too much but by working with different imagery or different you know even even working with animals or images that represent certain deities we are able to use these talisman as a channel for other energies to come through so it's not just about our personal intention although it can be that if you're like not really into the whole like 
you know, animals supporting you or different deities supporting you, if you're much more of a rational kind of minded person, then feel free to get really literal in your talisman. The thing is, the talisman is all about supporting you. So whatever you find does that best is in your best interest. But if you are a little, you know, interested in the kind of out there stuff, one of my favorite ways of infusing a talisman with other energies is by working with planetary influences. So by working by working with these archetypes of the planets that have these concepts that have existed throughout history, um, throughout many different cultures, uh, mostly Western, obviously, but um, by working with energies of certain planets, like if I am trying to, let's say, you know, record a podcast and get a little more clear in my communication skills, I might work with the planet Mercury or try and infuse a talisman with the energy of the planet Mercury and things that relate to the planet Mercury. Now, if I wanted to bring a lot more beauty into my life or a lot more love or, you know, a lot more just appreciation and harmony and joy, I might work with the planet Venus. Now, I have in my online course, Magic Threads, which is open for enrollment until June 28th, there is a whole section on the third week about working with planetary influences, working with these archetypes and what images we can use to call upon them, what natural objects we can illustrate or include in our stitches that can work with these. Um, And there's also a whole section in the Magic Threads course on how to develop a ritual of some sort to create your talisman, how to create a, a, a situation for yourself that you can make this piece into a talisman. So in our own artistic practice, Making a talisman, as you can see by its many different uses, can look many different ways. Some people might take their, take the materials that they're going to be working with to make their talisman. Let's say this is, you know, because who are, you, who are we talking with here? It's me. It's Christy. So it's going to be an embroidered talisman. So let's say, you know, you wanted to gather all the threads that you were going to use, the fabric that you're going to use and consecrate the materials and create yourself a ritual, maybe light some candles and create a ritual around the the process of making it. Maybe you don't really have time for that. Maybe you're doing most of your stitching on a subway train or, you know, in a few minutes here and there when your kid's asleep or whatever's going on. So maybe you want to wait until you're finished to infuse this talisman with your intention. And that's totally fine, too. I think that it can look many different ways, um, the creation of a talisman. And that's a big part of why I wanted to make this book, Mystical Stitches, and also why I made my online course, Magic Threads, is because... A huge part of my practice in in art, in life, in everything is asking constantly, like, is is the way that we always did things like, does that always need to be the way that we do things in the future? Can I maybe come up with a new perspective on this or a new method or, you know, I think especially when we start to look into different magical practices and the histories of them, they are very, very specific. And I'm sure that was really great at a certain time and in certain places. But for the most part, we are no longer in those times and in those places. So to hold ourselves to those standards can oftentimes just create more problems than solutions. So I'm generally all about forgiving ourselves for not being able to do everything perfectly. That is really the entire purpose of my teachings is to constantly remind us that like we don't have to make things perfect. 
it's more important to make things than to get it right. Especially, I feel like, when we start talking about talisman or different, you know, sort of magical ritual things, these these concepts have been created to give us power, to allow us to, not give us power, to allow us to access our own power that already exists within us. When we decide that we ha- we aren't doing something right or, you know, we're not following the rules right or whatever it is, we are giving our power away. We are giving our power to something else. And that's kind of, that's like the opposite of what we're trying to do here. So when we're making a talisman in our own personal practice, being forgiving about what that looks like is really important because as I mentioned before, a talisman is made by deciding it is so. So if we're making this talisman and deciding we're doing it wrong the whole time, that talisman is infused with like, I'm just doing things wrong and I'm just wrong. And we're not wrong. That's like, we need to get away from that. That is some crap. (laughs) Honestly, that's a load of bullshit that we need to be doing things perfect all the time. So to give you an idea of how you might compose a talisman, I'm going to give you some examples from my collection of Stitch Wish Talisman. Yes, my talisman have the same name as this podcast, Um, but I've been stitching up these Stitch Wishes since I think 2018. And basically the idea is that I've already embroidered these images. So each talisman is the beginning of a spell for you to cast. So I've chosen different botanicals to dye these fabrics with, from the colors used to the elements incorporated, each of these stitch wishes is created with a specific intention and it's designed to be added to your personal ritual. So I've already created the artwork, but the idea is that by taking a needle and thread and stitching this talisman patch into a garment of your own, that time spent with needle in hand being able to infuse your own powers into even just the stitch that's going around the edge of the patch is a way of setting your own intention through a stitch wish talisman. So some examples of my of these talisman and kind of the imagery and how I put together these images. So one example I have is my talisman that's called Praxis. The word praxis is a concept or theory put into practical action. So it's taking something from our intellectual world and bringing it into our physical, tangible world. So much of our magic comes from committing to our choice, and through these choices, it's committing to a practice. So this talisman, just to give you a visual on it, um, there is a lightning bolt. Right next to the lightning bolt is a hand in the middle, and then on the other side is a sword. So we've got these three image. We've got these three, yeah, images that are all vertically aligned to one another. So they've got very much a directional quality to them. And then I've chosen to I've chosen these images based on what they mean to me in my world. And so lightning is like getting you know lightning is fast. A lightning is immediate. Um, Our hand is our strongest manifester, like that's literally like the term manifester as talks about, you know, that it relates directly to the Latin word that the word hand is based in. And then a sword, this like swift, decisive action. So for me, combining these three images allows me to interpret the word praxis. And so I immediately upon seeing these images together, I think like, all right, get to work get it done, like get it out of your head and get it onto the paper or onto the fabric. Another example of one of these Stitch Wish talisman is the talisman called Cosmic Views. And so this is an eye that has 
within the iris of the eye, there is a star and a moon. And so my concept behind the cosmic views talisman is that we are able to, that this talisman is meant to help us see beyond the earthly out into the cosmos. So this moon and star are joining our human eye to provide guidance through our days and nights. So when I look at this talisman, I think about connecting to my third eye. I think about connecting to source, connecting to the cosmos, and not just being, you know, all about the intellect and the physical world, but being a little bit more connected to that, which is, you know, a little bit outside of my realm. Another example is the talisman that I call overflow talisman. And this is a vessel, a vase of some sort, a a cup that is pouring out water and it is surrounded by flowers. And so it's this idea of the glorious life-giving element of water sharing its abundance, its ease, and its flow in a vessel surrounded by blooms. This fabric has been dyed with fresh marigolds, which are in in the summertime for me, a very abundant fabric. And they have this glowing yellow light of the sun. And when I think of abundance, I really think of the sun. You know, the sun it feeds the plants. It gives us vitamin D that makes us happy. Like abundance is all about this sunshine energy and also all about water. Like water just flows and water is constant and water is just an amazing resource. And between the sun and water, we have, you know, almost everything we could possibly need (laughs) as far as sustenance goes. So let's think about different ways that talisman have been used. So one of my favorite examples of a talisman is this image I found of um, a Turkmen talisman, and it is this small triangle of embroidered fabric and within and it has tassels hanging from the bottom of it so you would in a little little loop on the top so I'm imagining you would put this on you know on a a bag or on whatever you're carrying Um, and within that little embroidered triangle shape they would put a a verse from a holy scripture or they would put some grains of sand from somewhere and so when we start to think of like we can we can move beyond just you know infusing it with an intention and start to include little things here and there like you know a few words maybe tucked into a little pocket of your stitches or a you know tiny little bit of a plant stitched into there, tucked into a little spot there. So we can we can start to get really creative with it. And that's a big part of why I love making talisman because it gives my art a little bit more oomph. Like it's not just about the imagery. It's about what does this imagery represent and how can I emphasize this imagery by using other materials, by maybe I want to put a few sequins on it to sort of give it a little bit of extra sparkle, a little bit of extra magic, or maybe I want to dye it with a plant, like, you know, it's the summer solstice, so maybe I want to dye it with marigold flowers and get that vibrant, bright sun energy infused into this piece. Another fun way to think about how we can use a talisman is where are we putting this talisman? So again, the embroidery example. <laughs> um, if I'm putting a, a talisman, you know, on the front of a shirt or something, that that placement is very much out there. I am bringing this talisman out into the world. It is on my chest. It is, you know, shining bright out to the sun. But if I want, if you know, if I have some like secret 
dreams that I have for myself and I don't necessarily want to share them with the world yet. I'm still protecting these dreams, but they are still, you know, I, I want to keep them really close. Maybe I'd stitch something to the inside of a jacket, you know, so that when I open it up, it's just, it's laying right against my heart, but you can't see it from the outside of the jacket. Another placement that I love creating talisman is at the back neck. So like if you had a, ja- a jacket with like a yoke at the top, it would be like, you know, sort of between your shoulder blade, shoulder blades. And a talisman in that location, I always think of it as like, you know, it's got your back. It's watching. It's watching your back for you. Um, and I have heard, I'm not exactly sure of the name. Someone told me the name of it. I apologize for not knowing the name of this. But I know in um, Japanese culture, they would stitch a talisman onto the back of a child's shirt so you can kind of keep your child protected. And so I like to bring those concepts back in. I'm not, you know, appropriating the symbols that the Japanese people have been using for this. I'm going to use my own symbols. But as far as placement goes, I can understand that that is a powerful place to create my stitches. So if you want to learn more from me about stitching your own talisman, be sure to check out the Magic Threads course and sign up before registration closes on June 28th. There's stitch assignments each week, so you can apply these to your own work and start really exploring creatively. There are creative prompts, um, different ways of pulling inspiration, different methods of, you know, getting new ideas out of your head and onto the paper or onto the fabric in this case. There's a section on developing your own color palette, on how to work with composition in a way that works for you, how to place your embroidered designs on a garment. Um, There's even a recorded meditation with some really soothing music to get you into a really beautiful creative visualization space. There is a section on turning your ritual or turning your embroidery practice into a ritual, into creating a talisman. There's a section on working with planetary deities. So go ahead and check that out. So each week you get sent a link to a group of videos. I go over different design and inspiration ideas. I go over the stitches of the week. I go over any ways of making your embroidery more magical. And also we have our weekly live Q&As. So we get to meet up in the digital space and ask me questions about whatever you have questions about. Um, It's live on Zoom, so it's very interactive. um, And we learn anything from, you know, further, further experiments with different stitches to taking a look at my book collection or learning more about the different stitches that I've shared and different ways that we can use them, learning more about different cultures and how different cultures have used embroidery as talisman throughout history. So it's super fun. Definitely the Q&A is not to be missed. There's also a Mighty Networks page. So it's a community where we all get to share images of the work that we're working on. And that's where I share articles that I've written that are exclusive to that community um, and just have some support and have some sort of a little bit more of a collective energy around the course while we're in the process of taking it. And of course, if you want to check out my book, it comes out on June 22nd. I'm so excited and I can't wait. I'm already seeing it out in the world because I guess there's some early copies that went out um, and I just cannot wait to see everyone stitching after they get their copies. So be sure to go ahead and order that. It can be found anywhere books are sold. If you are international, there is a a website called Powell's Books. It's like one of the biggest um, bookstores in Portland, Oregon. I love it. It's an incredible bookstore. I've been there and I wanted to spend my entire life there. (laughs) 
Um, but they ship internationally at a really decent rate. So be sure to check them out. Um, thank you so much for listening. This is so much fun to, to do. So I look forward to next week's episode when I interview one of my oldest and bestest friends, Mackenzie Kay who is making these gorgeous patchwork pillows out of recycled denim. Um, and she taught herself over the pandemic. She's sewn a bunch of them by hand. Um, it's just really incredible. She's dyeing some of them. So I'm really excited to talk with her. She is actually also a teacher. Um, she's an elementary school art teacher. But I just realized this this month, I guess, is just like all about the teacher interviews. So Come back next Monday. I'll be releasing that interview. We had a really great time um, after having some really fun uh, technical issues, which luckily you don't have to deal with (laughs) because I got to edit all those out. But it was just hilarious. And I was so glad it was her that I was working with on that. So thanks so much. And I will be back next week. In the meantime, go ahead and order Mystical Stitches. Go ahead and sign up for Magic Threads. Or if you don't want to do either of that, that's fine too. But please let me know about the talisman you are making in your own life. Tag me on Instagram at Stitchwish and let me know what you're up to. All right, bye.